following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. To another episode of Mexi Mind Matters, your host with the most, the man with the million dollar plan. If he can't do it, no one else can. Mexican coming to you live from Restival, Ohio, the city of brotherly love in Ohio, at least. Now, it is officially calendar show September 12th. We just had September 11th yesterday, you know, the day the world stopped turning because assholes decided to crash into two of the most iconic buildings in the history of mankind. And it's funny because they... Literally took away a boyhood dream of mine to go up the World Trade Center. I've been up the new one. It's very nice. But yeah, I still remember where I was. I will never forget. Coming back from lunch in school. Where some homeless guy said, hey, did you hear what happened to the World Trade Center? (laughs) Haha, they crashed into it. I'm like, what? Who in the hell? No, no way. And then it was confirmed in the news. I got home and it was all over BBC. Man, oh man. And I think that my fondness of New York City and the World Trade Center started with Home Alone 2. Because I actually love that movie. Lost in New York. Who wouldn't want to be lost in New York? Greatest city on the planet. I don't care what anybody says. I think that's where the fondness started. And grew. But anywho. Today being September 12th. That doesn't mean we just remember that one day. I'm surprised to this day it's not been turned into a national holiday. But. You know how the U.S. is with their holidays. My thing is, don't tell me to never forget. Again, we're, we're back on this thing of telling me to do something and then you don't do it yourself. Pet peeve. Big pet peeve. Don't tell me to never forget. But then, I got jabronis asking me left and right. What date's today? Uh, September 11th. Hello? Don't they tell us not to forget? Oh, yeah. <laughs> These are the same morons on social media sharing memes. Never forget. 
And again, I don't understand why it is that people think they can pull these kind of stunts. Like, as if nobody's going to know. It is just, I can't. Recently, I was asked, actually, by, I don't even know the importance of these people, but I ran into, I met this attorney from Philadelphia who came by and literally asked me, if you had a magic wand and you could change anything about your current firm situation, what would it be? I'm like, okay, well, aside for the living space, because there's like 20 of us in one office and we have one bathroom. I'm pretty regular, but the girls, it's an uproar. So, if that, aside from that, he goes, well, I mean, I can't really choose that. Well, you just said it's a magic wand. So, if it's a magic wand, it could do that. Now, I'm not saying get rid of the buildings. I'm just saying you can't expand. I expect all of us to be under the same roof. Like, I don't understand how you think that's capable. So, either give us a second bathroom or, I don't know. But aside from that, all that all that kidding aside, although, not really kidding. I told the guy. I said, look. The main things that drive me nuts are wasting time and wasting money. And they go hand in hand. I would say that's my one and two right there. I answer to two people and constantly one of the two always tells me to do stuff that A, is not required by law. B, is not required to do our jobs and three just waste time and money like we've actually heard from adjusters that binding those demands is a pain in the fucking butt and it takes twice as long to get it out of there and you can't you can't use it again you don't know what orders what. Now you get it. You're going to send that to the client. The client doesn't care. If we don't put a, a demand amount, the client doesn't need to see the demand. There is no law that says you must show it to them. There's no law that says you must show them the settlement memo until you get ready to sign. You don't need to see it up front. People are trying to get people to see it up front. And it's all because... Our office manager thinks, oh yeah, let's keep doing things the way we were doing it before. And I told the guy, I said, look, when I started, they were getting permission from clients and it took forever because they were putting demand amounts. A client's going to want a ridiculous amount and it's it's our job to tell them, no, that's not the case. That's not what we're going to get. And we rely on the client to tell us what to do. I mean, what's the point of them hiring us? Oh, I agree. Then around August, we decided, hey, let's go back to still sending the demands to the client. And I'm like, I have no problem sitting down confirming treatment with the client. 
But clients would like to say, oh, so-and-so never told me. No. That's a fucking flat-out lie. I had a client yesterday who tried to tell me that Brittany... This is legit word-for-word what he said. I spoke to someone yesterday. I don't remember who. They said something about so-and-so and stuff and stuff and 50% or 50,000 minus 25,000. What was, that verbatim was what he told me they were told. I'm like, you can't even remember what you were told. And then you remember the person's name and you expect me to take you seriously. The exact conversation was, we've done everything we could. The holdup is because there's limits, 25,000 per person, 50,000 per accident. There's five of you injured. They have to divide the funds among all of the people injured. They've reserved the right to wait until everybody's done treating. Guess what? Your sister is the holdup. Oh. And you spoke to Brittany. Oh. Yeah, no, this is the, exactly the ridiculousness I'm talking about. More time wasting things we do is the stickers and IDS and all these forms. And even the stuff we have to enter in Grow Path seems to be redundant. Like, the case information is down here, but I can't, I have to physically enter it into Grow Path once to use it as an involvement in order to use the ledger. Which, at this point, as I've said to everybody, the ledger doesn't produce me a special sheet that I can use. And I told, I told this attorney, I said, look... I'm all about the numbers. What I do is shoot the three. I shoot the mans out like it's my job. I was averaging 50 a month this year until we went live with GrowPath. Now, we're down to 35 in July, 38 in August. Like, I, my numbers are going backwards because I have to do more other stuff. I have to go help intakes. Like, if Ethan doesn't go out to do an intake, I have to go or Mike has to go. We don't have the same amount of personnel to cover all our bases. We were told would be provided this information, and we have not. We were told all the notes would transfer over. We literally spent weeks entering case summaries into a note, only for that note to never come over. So I don't know where the miscommunication is. But something needs to happen. I kind of understood. So I'm like, I don't know why you're here. I, I mean, I'm, I don't care. But at the same time, my attorney and I had a meeting and congratulated me for being a hard worker and told me I'm one of the most important people there. And I'm like, thank you. I mean, and I guess he was afraid that I would leave or something would happen that would make me want to go. And I said to him, look, I love what I do. And you know I want to be an attorney. And you've already told me you'd, you'd be comfortable with me going to school and working here. I get that. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just, like, my main thing is I'm frustrated 
when everybody else tells me or not not so much frustrated I get mad when everybody else complains about not having enough time to do things when they have a caseload lower than mine I'm finally down to the 140s for the first time since I've even started doing personal injury but you still expect me to go out do intakes to help with disbursements to manage everybody else make sure they're doing the right thing update systems update boards that's fine and dandy but if everybody else is whining about how they don't have enough time like the bookkeeper had an argument the other day that it's not her job to know who to send checks to I'm like excuse me are you serious right now I'm sorry so it's not the bookkeeper slash accountant's job to know what the mailing address for each provider is so we can send checks to are you serious right now like it's not an actual serious question it is your job it's not our job to enter the invoices. It's the bookkeeper's job. I mean, we can enter it as a case expense, yeah. But we don't need to scan it once, scan it twice, enter it as a case expense, and put it in the fucking file. If you do the unbilled cost, you see what was paid. So, I'm, that is another aspect of the time-wasting that we currently have. It's, it's just, that to me is insane. Oh, I'm tired of trying to find something. Oh, I'm sorry. You're 80 years old and have a hard time finding something on a computer? Oh, what is the problem? The person searching the computer or the person that now has to do an extra step because you don't want to be able to find stuff fast or Apparently, you can't find stuff fast. Exactly my point. It's it's just... The redundancy is what drives me nuts. But I love what I do. Don't get me wrong. But every time somebody... And it's not the first time at the firm somebody says, Why are you so special? Like, jokingly. And I don't even answer. I don't have to answer. I just point to the board. One time has one negotiator had more files settled than me having demands out. It's not related. It's apple and oranges. But it is, to some degree, tied together. And I've been there a year and a half. Then on top of that, not once since I've been there has anybody had more demands than me. Or tied a number. Closest was Emily last December, who came too shy. Too fucking shy. And I missed two weeks. That's insane. It just makes no sense.
And that's the thing. Making no sense and doing things that you're not doing. Or almost, it's almost like that's the recurrent theme of my everyday routine. If people would just do what they say, there'd be no issues. Like, don't tell me you understand, oh, yes, I'm sorry, or don't keep telling me apologies if you constantly do the same thing over and over again. Now, before we continue, with the show, let's give out our usual shout-outs to our sponsors. As always, you know, uninsured motorists, underinsured motorists, and full collision are very important things, especially if you're driving around town. Call American National, use the promo code MEXI, and you will save on your bundling. American National is a proud sponsor of the Mixing My Matters podcast. As so is Super Studios 253. You can still sign up for the 21-day challenge. Use the promo code MEXI. Save on your classes. Super Studios 253, a proud sponsor of the Mixing My Matters podcast. And, and it's still massage. MEXI goes there. And if you use the promo code MEXI, you can save on your membership and your first week's massage. I actually just referred a colleague of mine who needed a massage. She's going to go. Promo code Mexi got her a discount. And if you build up your massages, you can hand them out for free to uh, other people as presents. Hand us a massage, a proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. Now, to continue along the lines of doing something and not doing it. As you know, Mexi's getting married in about a month's time. And I just found out that technically, Monday when we go get the marriage license, technically, by law, we're married unless the priest doesn't sign the marriage certificate within 60 days. So we're technically married. Come Monday, September 16th, Mexican Independence Day. I don't know how I uh, feel about that. Technically married. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. It's... I don't know. thought about that yesterday. I was at work. Coming caught me off guard, and then I was like, well, wait a minute, let me ask somebody who's married, one of my colleagues were married, I'm like, okay, so is this true, technically we are married? It's like, yeah, I'm like, ah, well, uh-huh, interesting, so, huh, I guess Mexican Independence Day will have another meaning, but... I went straight back into my flow of work duties. But now that I have more time to reflect on it, <clears throat> it kind of, like I said, I always thought of work getting married as, oh, I'm running my first ever marathon. 
you train, you train. <clears throat> but it doesn't really hit you, and especially me. Everybody says, well, what do you mean, Mexi? How are you relating that to getting engaged and married? Well, my first race, like I've, I've said this story before. It was Chicago. Somebody sold me their bib, which at the time I didn't know any better. So I think that's okay. I mean, you're replacing someone with someone you know. Like in my case, the guy, the friend of a friend, broke his ankle. So I took a spot. And it didn't really hit me. That I was running the marathon until he gave me his packet the day before. Then I freaked out. Same thing here, like, I don't know. Like, what if something happens? I guess that's where what I'm getting at. One never knows. Maybe the day before I'll start freaking out. Who knows? I don't know. But that's the point. And we just had, this past weekend, we just went to Leah and Connor's wedding. Congratulations to the two of them. One of my BBs is married. Now both BBs are married. Your third BB is to follow. But anywho, the fiance and I were using this as kind of like a test run. Like a pregame to our show. Kind of see how other people like to do things. So that made us make some changes and some, you know, differences. Pick some, pick some different things that we want to do. I like how, I asked, like I said, I asked for five things. A throne, an open bar, Linus, Jerome, and the being charged a seating chart. I've got all five. And we just picked out the thrones this past weekend. And I like how the missus sits in the thrones. Like, oh, yeah, these are kind of comfy. Really? Oh, but you were shitting on the idea when I said we're going to get the thrones. Like, yeah. It's a bad idea. Oh, but let me, let's do it. Then you know it's a good idea. That's the thing. I always am told that that sounds terrible. That's a terrible one. Don't knock it till you try it. As I've said, don't tell me it's something, but then you, you're you okay with it. Oh, I'm going to bitch about this, but then I'm going to turn around and do the exact same thing. Or vice versa. That's a terrible idea. Oh, but then I'm going to do it. Or... That's a good idea, but then I shit all over. Again, telling me to do something or telling me you want something, basically changing your mind without verifiable reasoning is, I guess, the ultimate complaint here. And and it comes back around time and time again because it... If you can't trust someone 
to give you verifiable reasoning as to why something may or may not be okay, then what's their trust good for? Like I've said multiple times at work, if the people who are negotiating the files are in charge of figuring out the liens, please inform me how and why they're not taking the extra step to add them into GrowPath, our new system, to grow and be more, be better teammates. Nobody to this day at the firm, maybe Josh has started, you know, started doing that, but now he's kind of gone away from that, knows the concept of handling a file without having to transfer the person. Handling a call without having to transfer the call. And I've said it multiple times. Like yesterday, I had to give Josh the analogy. Hey, when you talk to your wife, do you call her on the phone, FaceTime her on another phone, and send her emails and email chit-chat with her all at the same time? Say no. Okay. If that if he was like, that's ridiculous. I'm like, oh, then how is that different from you sitting right in front of me, handling the call, making a note in GrowPath that notifies me, putting a sticky note on the file, handing me the sticky note, and then telling me the exact same information that was communicated three different times in three different ways. Oh, 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 yeah. Talking my point. If one's ridiculous, then you would never do that across the board. Like I myself will not will do not find something ridiculous, then go and do it. The next hour, the next day, whatever. No. I would never get mad at you, as I've said multiple times, for something that I myself do. And that's kind of one of the reasonings as to why I don't want to have children. Because I would never have the capability of getting mad at my child for something that I myself would do. And that would just create chaos. And we live in a society where everybody can just sue anybody. And anybody can try and run their mouths over anybody else. Do you really think I'm going to have the opportunity to allow the neighbors that we don't like be snitches and snitch to children's services about me and my kids? No. And do you really think I'm going to have, I'm going to allow my parents to try and raise our kids just because we don't want to pay a daycare? No. Do you think I would trust a daycare? In today's society, I would much rather hire a personal nanny that I trust and know than fucking deal with a daycare or a school. That's just my general consensus. But that's my point. So yeah. 
next week we'll have a special podcast. We might actually do it on maybe a back-to-back. One on Thursday and then one that weekend. We don't know yet. We'll see how it works. Because it's Mexi's birthday. Mexi turns... 29 plus 7. There's a multiple 9. But hey, we might actually have a special this weekend. Because Mexi will be on the road. Heading to Denver. For another race. And we'll see how things go. But as always, do check us out. Follow the episodes on iTunes and SoundCloud. Subscribe, review, rate the podcast. The changes are coming. You'll see. But audio. They're due in, in a week and a half. So stay tuned. But yeah. Hit us up on social media. Snapchat, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. You know the deal. And as always. Remember people. Where there's a Mexican. There's always a way. Until next time.